When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. I am your host, Brian Entrican, a.k.a. KC Bubba. You can find me on the Twitter at BDEntrick, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. If you're hearing this voice, that means we are back for another week of action. It is Monday, May 15th. Special thanks to Jake Crumpler for covering the workload over the weekend and crushing it as always. We're here to recap your Sunday fun day and get you ready for Monday's action. Hope you all had a great week and Mother's Day Sunday and whatever else you took part in to have some fun, hopefully, on this May weekend. Let's talk about some news and notes from Sunday's action. And usually not good news. Nick Lodello hits the IL. He will miss a minimum of four weeks with a calf injury. He's been kind of battling an ankle injury, which turned into a calf injury. It's been an up and down roller coaster for Nick Lodolo this season. And this is just like the icing on the cake with him. We were hoping for like a minimal IL stint. That did not take place. He's made seven starts this year, 6'290 area, but does have a 3.75 X fit, which is very, very promising to say the least. 28.3% K rate, 22.3% uh, K to walk, which is very, very strong. 13% swinging strike. So Lodolo has looked good. Just hasn't been able to stay healthy. That was a big bummer. And hopefully he can recover in the minimum four weeks part of it. Hopefully not too much longer because now, you know, you had Lodolo to Kyle Wright to Max Freed. There's so many starters these days. They just keep going down with um, long, like four to eight week injuries. It's one thing. If it's season ending, we don't want to see anybody get season ending injuries, obviously. But for fantasy purposes, it makes it a lot easier. You can just cut bait and go. A guy like Nick Lodolo, it's like, okay, if it's four weeks, can I survive? And that's the way you're looking at it. Hopefully, you have IL spots. We played in NFBC or other formats that don't have IL spots. That's where it gets tricky. It gets really tricky. If you have IL spots, you put Lodolo on the IL, you make it work. But uh, keep an eye on this news. Probably get some news in another couple of weeks, hopefully, when he's maybe, maybe starting to, you know, some positive thoughts. Let's think about it that way. AJ Puck of the Miami Marlins had not pitched since Wednesday with a dead arm situation. Apparently that got worse as he goes to the IL with left nerve irritation. That is not great. Not great, Bob. Puck's battled injuries throughout his career. He was supposed to be one of the next best pitchers with, with Jesus Lozardo for the Oakland Athletics in the minor league system. They were like 1A, 1B in single A, and then they kept moving through the ranks. Puck has never been able to do it in the starting rotation. His bullpen looked like a great spot for him. Injuries found him again. That is a shame to see. Hopefully it's not too bad, but I hear left nerve irritation. Anything involving a nerve never makes me feel great because nerves are fickle. Nerves can you, – you can't just heal a nerve. You can, like a broken bone, you can heal a broken bone. A sprain, you can kind of heal a sprain on a regular schedule. A nerve's a nerve. And, you know, it's just it's, – it's a shameful, shameful thing to try to figure out how long that's going to last. San Francisco Giants did what I was thinking they may do. I mentioned it on this show and other shows with the uh, emergence of Casey Schmidt from the minor leagues and the return of Brandon Crawford, who was activated from the IL on Sunday – I thought an option would be David Villar goes to AAA as he struggled tremendously this season, and that took place on Sunday. David Villar was sent to AAA, and that's it's a good thing. He's got a good stick. We saw it at times last year. We saw it in, the, in, in preseason. 
Go let him get regular at-bats, get his mind right, come back up later this year, and let Casey Schmidt do his thing. Schmidt should slide over to third base, which is a bummer. If you needed 10 games played at shortstop, he'll get there eventually because Brandon Crawford is old and always hurt, so he will need days off. But for now, Casey Schmidt should be your third baseman My Crawford plays shortstop. Jazz Chisholm, Miami Marlins, he's dealing with turf toe. If you saw the collision into the wall over the weekend, you thought he might have like severed his ankle or Achilles or ACL sprain. It was nasty. But he kind of he hobbled off on his own. On Sunday, they said he's dealing with turf toe. And he's going to go through more testing Sunday and Monday and hopefully get a better idea of what takes place with Jazz Chisholm, who's showing the power and speed combo we were hoping for during draft season. Good news for the Tampa Bay Rays. You know, um, Adams picked up his fifth save on Sunday, but that might be short-lived now as Pete Fairbanks rejoined the team in New York over the weekend, and he's expected to be activated on Tuesday when he's eligible to come off the IL. There's a nice short uh, stint on the IL, which is what we were all hoping for. So Pete Fairbanks should be back on Tuesday. CJ Crone left Sunday's game with Colorado Rockies with back spasms, and that news just got worse. As they said, after the game, he will likely head to the IL, and the Rockies are expected to call up Michael Toglia from the minor leagues. He has uh, two home runs in AAA. We saw him in spurts last season with the Rockies. A little bit of speed, a little bit of power, but nothing crazy. But he's serviceable. If there's a if there's a Coors series, you can probably stream him. Not running to get uh, get big shares of Michael Toglia. But when you look at CJ Crone, it's been a rough, rough year hitting 231. Uh, you know, six home runs, 19 RBIs, playing half his games in Coors. Not what you're looking for with CJ Crone. More news for the Reds, but this is positive news. Reds are calling up one of their top infield prospects in Matt McClain, who in AAA, 37 games in AAA this season, hitting 346 with 12 home runs. Massive, massive bat coming to the Reds lineup, and they could use all the help they can get. You know, he's going to get Coors Field to start the week, and he finishes the week in Great American Small Park. It might be the single best week of matchups we will see on the diamond. And uh, Matt McClain is to get oriented to the major leagues in this scenario. So keep an eye on him. Jake Berger returned to the from the IL on Sunday with Chicago White Sox, and I was wondering how this would work because Juan Moncada came back over the weekend. He started hitting pretty well already. He's playing third base. Berger started at DH, which was great to see, and he hit a home run. Berger's bat's been great. It's been documented on this show and on other shows many, many times. Hopefully, I can see regular at-bats with Jake Berger. That would be a big, big plus. Uh, some bad news for the Tampa Bay Rays. Yanni Diaz left Sunday's game after slipping at third base and re-aggravating his groin injury. He'll be reevaluated Monday. Hopefully, it's nothing too serious, but he looked like to be in a bit of pain on Sunday. But again, if my groin got hurt, I'd probably be in pain too. Jesus Sanchez, Miami Marlins, heads for the IL with a right hamstring strain, and all they're saying is is expected to miss some time. Uh, Jesus was in a lot of pain after the game. He said on Saturday, he said it did not, uh, it wasn't good. He was basically, it's going to be a while, and the reports on Sunday clarified. Uh, basically, uh, Skip Schumacher, the manager, said he's going to miss some time, and it's going to be more than the uh, the standard 10 days. Let's put it that way. So it's a shame because Jesus was starting to hit the ball very, very well. Speaking of people that hit the ball well, let's talk about some hitting highlights on from your Sunday, Adelise Garcia continues to crush baseballs, continues to tell the doubters to go away. He's done it for two straight years now. He's doing it again in 2023. He went three for five on Sunday that the Rangers just went off on the Oakland Athletics. The Rangers offense has been very, very good. Very, very good. If you listen to my DFS content and everything, I document it a lot. It's hard to stream pitchers against this Rangers offense, and they did it on Sunday against the A's, and big part was Adelise, three for five with a home run. That was a grand slam, folks. A double, two runs scored, and five RBIs. Adelise is hitting 255 this season. The batting average is always a quote-unquote concern from people with Adelise Garcia. 255 is great. He's got 10 home runs, three stolen bases, so we're expecting another like 30, maybe 20 season, maybe more, give or take. 
But more impressively, we are basically a month and a half into the season. He has 30 runs scored and 42 RBIs. Annalise Garcia has 42 RBIs, and we just finished games on May 14th. That is impressive, folks. Very, very impressive. Some other big performances. Josh Naylor, two for four with a home run, two runs scored, and three RBIs on Sunday. It's been a slow go for Mr. Naylor, but uh, many of us have documented the underlying stats. They're supposed to be – you could expect a bit of a, a comeback, a resurgence for Josh Naylor. We saw it this weekend in a couple – he did it versus a couple lefties too, which was beautiful to see. But Naylor had five hits over the weekend with three home runs, seven RBIs, heating up folks. Let's get some Josh Naylor. He was still bad. He had a combo meal on Friday. That was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Christian Yelk also had himself a nice weekend. He went two for four with a home run, two runs scored, two RBIs, and a stolen base on Sunday over the weekend. He had six hits, three home runs, seven RBIs, and two stolen bases. He's almost got 10 homers and 10 steals already this season. Christian Yelich, back, baby. For more details on the day's top hitters, make sure you check out the Daily Batters box at PitcherList.com. Starting pitching highlights on your Sunday. Mitch Keller does it again. Seven shutout innings, four hits, no walks, 13. 15 strikeouts as he just continued to be filthy. And this is against the Baltimore Orioles, a kind of decent Orioles offense. Keller had 12 whiffs, 42, 42% CSW on only 93 pitches. That gives him 16 shutout innings of 21 strikeouts in his last two starts for Mitch Keller. And on the season for Keller, a 2-3-8 ERA, 3.10 exit, which I'll take to the bank all day long, and 69 very nice strikeouts in 56 and two-thirds innings pitched. Mitch Keller has looked amazing. I'm always worried that the other shoe may drop because it's Mitch Keller and all, but my goodness, outstanding stuff. Tanner Bybee, bounced back baby. We loved it. We talked about it in his last start. He's had zero command of the fa- fastball, so he, he picked up a handful of walks, basically his first walks of the season. Well, he went seven and two-thirds, one or two hits, no walks, and seven Ks on Sunday. 14 whiffs, 31% CSW on 98 pitches. Outstanding stuff from Mr. Bybee. Now it's a 3-2-2 ERA and 4-11 XFIP on the season with 22 Ks and 22 and a third innings pitched. Love me some Tanner Bybee going forward. Talking about bounce back performances, Brandon Fott really got it going after two horrific outings to start his major league career. Face the Giants, whose offense has been up and down, uh, but has been a little more up than down of late, especially look at the month of May against right-handed pitching. They've actually been very, very good. Um, Brandon Fott did not care. He went six innings pitched, one earned, one hit, three walks, five Ks against the Giants. That was great to see. 11 whiffs, only a 27% CSW. You'd hope for a little more. But he did it on 86 pitches. Get that confidence up. Let's see where it goes from there from Brandon Fott. Make sure you tune into the Plus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock and read his daily SP Roundup to get caught up on all things starting pitching. Let's talk about some relief pitching highlights. Emmanuel Classe picked up his 14th save of the season. He now has a 2.95 ERA. He's not as dominant as he once was, but he's getting the saves is what's very important. But again, 13 strikeouts, only 21 out of 13 pitch. You expected much, much more from Classe. If he keeps getting the saves, we're good. There's just always that little, little voice in the back of your head going, he's not dominating. This could get ugly quick. He has managed to be effective. How long can he be effective being this guy? Because this is not who he's been in his entire career. Something to keep an eye on. We mentioned A.J. Puck went to the I.L. Well, in his first game in absence, Dylan Floro picked up his second save of the season. Coming into the season, people thought, you know, Floro get some saves, get him traded, yada, yada. Puck would eventually take over. Puck took over much, much quicker. Floro jumps back in there for now. There's other moving parts in Miami. But for now, it looks like Floro's gig, but there's some other options just to keep an eye on. And if you want to know who and much, much more, make sure you read the Daily Reliever Ranks article on PitcherList.com to get all that good information. All right, before we get you previewed on your Monday, May 15th, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. 
Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. And welcome back to the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. I am your host, Brian Nitschkin, a.k.a. KC Bubba. As usual, let's check out the weather for Monday with the one, the only, Mark Paquette. Thanks, Brian. Looking at a pretty full schedule for a Monday, but the good news is is that we have no major weather issues, so go ahead and play anyone you got. Back to you. Thanks, as always, Mark. Much appreciated. Let's talk some DFS. Let's talk some DraftKings. It's a 10-game main slate on your Monday starting around 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. There's a lot of bats on this slate to target, a lot, because pitching is not ideal. There's there's some good pitchers, don't get me wrong, but it's mainly like the upper-tier pitchers, and then there's nothing after that. So some guys I'm looking at are the Arizona Diamondbacks versus Rosensky of the A's. I just love targeting A's pitchers in general. I'll get some Arizona versus Rosensky. I don't mind targeting Alec Manoa. Manoa is not the same dude. He gets a lot of contact. You got the Yankees, who are not a great team either, but it makes for a good tournament play because people still don't like to attack Manoa. So it is an angle to go at like the Minnesota twins versus Noah Syndergaard. Syndergaard is broken. I would be surprised if he's only got another start or two for Gavin Stone comes back up and they say the Dodgers just go, you know what? Let's see what the kids got because it can't be much worse than Noah Syndergaard. So the Minnesota twins, you know, Kirilov is swinging a good. Larnock had a big game Sunday filling in for Kepler who went on the IL, Polanco and company. So I don't mind some Minnesota twins versus Noah Syndergaard. Looking at the bump, though, Freddie Peralta has thrown three outstanding starts in a row. He gets the St. Louis Cardinals, who are an up-and-down team that you can pick on from time to time. I want to, I, I don't mind some Freddie Peralta. And then I'll keep going to Framberg. He's as slow and steady as they come. He's a quality start machine. Gets you about a K per nine. Um, he gets the Chicago Cubs, a team that's not bad, but a team that Framberg can nitpick his way around. So I like Framberg, especially for a floor in a cash game. He's got tournament appeal, but definite floor that Framberg Valdez brings to your GPP and DFS lineups. All right, let's talk about some things I'm looking forward to on Monday. One is Mr. Freddie Peralta. I want to see if he can make it four straight in a tough matchup versus St. Louis Cardinals. As I mentioned, Freddie's been great in three straight outings. Basically, basically like four of his last five, he's been very good. He's getting stretched out. He's getting strikeouts. He's limited the damage. Love to see it. Can he do it again on Monday versus St. Louis Cardinals? Hunter Green. This is one I tweeted out over the weekend looking at the week ahead for some fab article stuff. Hunter Green pitches in Coors on Monday and then later in the week in Great American Small Park. Talked about the hitting matchups being the best of the Reds could ever imagine for a week. Not great for the pitchers, though. Hunter Green heads into Coors Field. Hunter Green has had strikeout stuff, but walks have been an issue. Contact has been an issue from time to time. It's been a roller coaster of emotions rostering Hunter Green this season, and now he gets Coors Field. It's a Rockies team that's been very, very inconsistent slash not great. So that is a bonus for Hunter Green. But it is Coors Fields. I'm looking forward to seeing how he handles that situation. 
as a Homer Giants fan, I want to see Alex Wood. He came back over the weekend, pitched one inning in relief, but he's going to take the bump as the starter on Monday. He's supposed to be the actual starter, not like a bullpen game. We'll see. Gabe Kapler has been known to screw all of that up. But I want to see what Alex Wood has. The Giants need some more depth in the pitching rotation because the bat, like bats, I said, like like I said, have been quietly improving. So we need Alex Wood to get out there and see what he's got. And then last but not least, Yankees Blue Jays. This is a big AL East uh, series kicking off on Monday. Got Alec Manoa taking the bump for Toronto. So I want to see how that pans out. Uh, and then you know the Yankees. That offense needs to get going. Either, either put up or shut up time. For these boys, otherwise you're gonna have the Rays just run away with this division potentially. So I want to see what the Yankees and the Jays have to offer on Monday night. That'll do it, folks. Another episode of the first pitch podcast in the books. Make sure you check out pitcherlist.com. Become a member, PL Plus, PL Pro. You will not forget it. You get the awesome Discord because plus many, many great tools and, and such PLV tools, the uh, pitch pitcher bot, and all kinds of great stuff. So go check it out. Pitcherlist.com, PL Plus, and PL Pro. That'll do it, folks. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow to recap Monday and preview Tuesday. But for now, this was your first pitch podcast, Monday, May 15th. Hope you have a great day.